Hello, I'm Paulette Lee, and you're listening to Woman Worthy, real talk about real issues for women over 60. If you're over 60, you're still worthy of being heard. I often say I'm not good at family, but I'm good at friendships. And that's been mostly true in my life. I've never been a group person. I find myself looking for community, and then I turn away from it, eschewing group think. But I've always had many individual friends, and they've all been rather different from one another, all fulfilling different needs. I do have a BFF, a best friend forever, and we are completely different. We have different life experiences, different skills, different interests. For example, I'm an avid international traveler. She won't get on an airplane but she will track me every place I go. She loves animals, I can take them or leave them, but um, I always have time to listen to her stories about her uh, furry friends. She's religious, I'm not, but we absolutely respect each other's perspectives. She's a family person, and I'm not, as I've already said, although I have had my moments. Uh, But um, in times, especially of crisis with her family, I think she would agree that I've been there for her. At the base of our friendship, though, our values are the same and we just get each other. Of course, we also laugh a lot. We know each other's secrets and underbellies. Well, at least I know she knows my secrets. I don't know if she knows if I know all of hers. When we are together, which actually is seldom, it feels like home, and after we see each other, we feel homesick. We have been known to communicate telepathically. As for other friendships, I've been giving them a lot of thought recently, and over the past several years, things have markedly changed. One of the reasons I stopped living in France after a year and a half was because I was lonely. It turns out, though, I actually had made more friends, mostly British, though increasingly French, than than I had thought. I was more consumed with being single, and they were mostly coupled, living the dream of retirement in rural central France. But it sadly turned out that in the first year that I returned to the U.S., three of those women friends became widows, and I'm still in touch with all of them. You've probably heard the maxim, there are three kinds of friends. Friends for a reason, friends for a season, friends for a lifetime. When I returned to the U.S., six friendships ended. Two were at the other people's um, uh, behest or at their initiative, and I ended four. One of which was because of the differences in our values, indeed highlighted by the Trump era, and uh, that those differences were were just untenable for me. As for the other three I ended, I took a close look at those to see if there were commonality, and there was. I perceived a lack of empathy on their part. There didn't seem to be any desire, need to, or proclivity to try to walk a mile in my shoes. And lo and behold, all three women were much younger than I. And then I looked at what we had shared and I realized it had always been about the men in our lives. 
and I no longer had the need for that type of conversation. The newer friendships I have developed or sustained have been based on a wider range of shared interests and values, as, as well as being closer in, in, to my age. They haven't always been smooth sailing. Anyone who's any one of those friends who's listening knows that. Uh, but we have the experience and the skill and the desire to, to talk through our differences and keep going. Making friends as an adult can be hard and it takes time. Uh, a 2018 University of Kansas study of college graduates who moved back home, so they were young adults, found that two people need to spend 50 hours together to be casual friends, 90 hours together to become friends, uh, good friends, or 200 hours, up to 200 hours, to qualify as close friends. <laughs> I started to do some counting and then I gave up. When we're younger, we, we have shared experiences. We're in school or youth groups or classes together. We live in a neighborhood and can just go out and ask someone to come out and play. When we're adults, we have work colleagues and the parents of our children's friends. Sometimes we just have our families because we're so busy, consumed with work and family. I know after my husband died, um, which was in 2010, I said to people, mm, be careful that your world doesn't get too small. Obviously, as we grow older and move away from longtime friends and then retire and then face singlehood through widowhood, our social circles are going to reduce in size. We may be living alone, as I do, and find ourselves more comfortable with cocooning than reaching out. After all, we can't just step outside now and ask a neighbor, want to come out and play? Hmm, or can we? You know, when I meet someone with whom I feel I can establish a friendship, I do take the initiative to ask, can you come out and play? Though it's phrased as an invitation that we get together for coffee or lunch. Yes, I know here in these times of COVID, it's more difficult to combat loneliness. And many of us have tried very hard to do that online through Zoom meetings and classes, through social media. You know, a, a confession here, actually for me, COVID has been somewhat of a blessing. I could justify not extending myself, not getting involved, not having someone with whom to go out to dinner or to the theater, for example, because no one was doing that. But still, it's a challenge with friendships when we're older, because, for example, I don't play cards. I don't play games. I don't go to church. There's not much for me to do with friends, new or old. And I no longer have the conversational juice I once had. For, for one thing, I no longer have kids or a husband about whom to complain. Loneliness can be a real issue for us as we age, especially as women were mo more likely to be widowed and or living alone. Not necessarily, of course. Um, or we are in long-term relationships where perhaps uh, silence has become more the order of the day than um, lively conversation. There have been numerous studies done on this topic, and many of them use what's called the UCLA Loneliness Scale. Yes, that really is a thing from the college where I went my first two years. All 20 statements are replied to as never- rarely, sometimes, and often 
or one, two, three, four. And some of the questions are posed as reverse questions, which is a good reinforcement survey technique. So these are the questions. I don't, you might want to jot down how you would respond. I don't know what you do with the uh, uh, totals. You, you'll have to look that up to find out yourself. But um, these are the uh, questions. And one is never, two is rarely, three is sometimes, and four is often. One, I feel in tune with the people around me. Two, I lack companionship. Three, there's no one I can turn to. Four, I do not feel alone. Five, I feel part of a group of friends. Six, I have a lot in common with the people around me. Seven, I am no longer close to anyone. Eight, my interests and ideas are not shared by those around me. Nine, I am an outgoing person. 10, there are people I feel close to. 11, I feel left out. 12, my social relationships are superficial. 13, no one really knows me well. 14, I feel isolated from others. 15, I can find companionship when I want it. 16, there are people who really understand me. 17, I am unhappy being so withdrawn. 18, people around me, but are around me, but not with me. 19, there are people I can talk to. And 20, there are people I can turn to. In a November 2019 online article entitled, How Friendships Change with Age, a young New York woman writer named Iman Hariri Kia interviewed three older New York women. Doreen, 62, lives in Bronx and is quoted as saying, now that I'm older, I'm not afraid to ask questions and find out hard answers. I value the people in my life too much for that. When someone's important to you, you put your pride aside. Don't lose a friend to being too proud. Enjoy life to the fullest. That's what I'm doing. Now I'm just doing me, enjoying me. It took me a while, but I figured life out. It's got to be about you. Do things your way in your time. Make yourself happy. End of quote. Interesting. Did we feel that way in our 30s and 40s to just make ourselves happy? Hmm. Can't say that I did. Um, so then there's Judy, 74, who lives in the West Village of New York City. And she says that she has no lifelong friends. Quote, I make many more friends now. They just don't go way back. I connect with people in the moment. I look for that spark of curiosity. I value people who really listen. That's the key to a long-lasting friendship, finding people who know you and hear you. When I do field research, she continues, I have to observe really carefully. That's exactly what being a good friend is like, watching closely for problems they may be having with what's going on with you trying to gauge their goals. Because you're not blood relatives, you know, you don't have any ties that link you together. You can go your separate ways. But if you want to maintain a friendship, you have to be there for the person, hear them, listen to them, and hopefully likewise have that come back to you. My one piece of friendship advice, this is still Judy, would be to keep an eye out for yourself. Keep in mind what's important to you and chase that goal instead of thinking solely about the commitment you made to someone else. 
If you aren't helping yourself, you can't help others. I think women often fall into the position of serving and pleasing others, including other women. But follow your path. Don't be concerned about something you said or did that led you on another path because of another person. And that ends Judy's quote. And then Susan, 65, of the Upper West Side in New York, is quoted as saying, I'm rewriting my story. I'm part of a global women's leadership network, a tribe of accomplished, self-selecting women whose mission is to help shift the role of women in the world in truly equal partnership with men. I went from absolutely, get me out of this girl thing, I'm out of here, to, oh my God, the power in the feminine is incredible. It's like I'm going through this rebirth. It's, it's, a, it's crazy amazing. I'm even hanging with a generation or two younger than I, feeling the energy, spirit, and new vision igniting my own growth. It's the same feeling I had when I first entered college. The newness, diversity of backgrounds and beliefs, meaningful conversations, opening up a world that was a dream come true. Susan continues, There is nothing finer in life than having connections that are mutually supportive and growth-oriented. Friendship is an, era, is an area that I've been evolving in with a lot of trepidation. I'm in this new world that's completely different from how I developed myself in the old world, which can be really scary. But change provides the opportunity to grow into what's next. So those are thoughts from older women I do not know. And here are some from a few whom I do know. Kathy, who is 75, is married, but she says she and her husband live mostly separate social lives. Quote, I continue to find friends through interests I pursue on my own. Sometimes my husband enjoys my new friends, sometimes not, but it's not an issue for either of us. Since I retired, I have volunteered for various organizations or taken classes of interest to me, and I've made a good friend in each of those settings. Friendships that go beyond the group, even when I withdraw from the group. We always find more common friends. I've introduced friends to friends several times in the past, and we developed a group friendship in some cases. I, Paulette, am going to interject here that um, I have one of those group friendships uh, with, with Kathy. And Kathy continues, not all friendships last, however. Mostly we just drift apart, and though we may occasionally have contact and no bad feelings, things just change. Only once have I actually ended a friendship. I think we were both getting on the other's nerves. After I had swallowed hard once too often, and I suspect she did her share of swallowing too, I just quit reaching out. When she, um, when she finally did, that is, reach out, my reply was, all things must end sometime. She returned the text with an acceptance of that. I definitely am not one who has to have contact with friends on a daily or even hourly basis like some people. That was Kathy. Now another friend of mine, Mary, who's 73, has had to learn to redefine a friendship of more than 50 years with a woman whose second husband Mary doesn't particularly like. Mary actually hadn't seen her friend for many years, and her first visit, the friend lives in a, in a different state, was awkward as her friend wanted to include her husband in all their activities, and Mary didn't want that. She expressed her appreciation for their girlfriend time and said no to the threesome socializing. 
But then she had to learn still another way of navigating that relationship. On her second visit, Mary actually stayed with the couple and then found herself not only as a house guest, but in a whole new situation taking care of her friend who had come down with COVID while trying to deal with a husband that she, Mary, doesn't like. Mary says that this resulted in, in her words, the golden thread of clarity that my choices and circumstances were now different, and yet my needs as a single mother could be complementary to her needs and responsibilities as a married woman. In closing, I would like to share with you this lovely poem by Naomi Shihab Nye, who was born in 1952 in St. Louis or St. Louis, Missouri, of a Palestinian refugee father and American mother of German and Swiss descent. She spent her adolescence in both Jerusalem and San Antonio, Texas, where she still lives, and her poetry reflects her bicultural sensitivity. Nye is the recipient of numerous honors and awards for her work and has served as chancellor of the Academy of American Poets. This is Red Brocade by Naomi Shihab Nye. The Arabs used to say, when a stranger appears at your door, feed him for three days before asking who he is, where he comes from, where he's headed. That way he'll have strength enough to answer, or by then you'll be such good friends you don't care. Let's go back to that. Rice? Pine nuts? Here, take the red brocade pillow. My child will serve water to your horse. No, I was not busy when you came. I was not preparing to be busy. That's the armor everyone puts on to pretend they have a purpose in the world. I refuse to be claimed. Your plate is waiting. We will snip fresh mint into your tea. Please join me next week when my Valentine's Day episode will be on dating after 60. And oh, do I have stories to tell. Have a great week. You have been listening to Woman Worthy, real talk about real issues for women over 60. Tune in wherever you receive your podcasts with new episodes every Monday morning. You can leave your comments by downloading the Podbean app to your device and on the Woman Worthy Facebook page. I'm Paulette Lee. I hope you found this program worthy of your time.